Hey there, friends. What is up? Before we get into the show, I wanted to mention that I'm going to be doing something new. I am currently sitting at 100 episodes of this podcast, and I'm going to start looking for sponsors. So instead of running some automated ad for like a cell phone company or something like that, I figured I would just reach out to you, the listener, to see if you guys would be interested in potentially sponsoring this podcast. So if you record bands and you want to get the word out, or you've got a new single from your band and you want to get the word out, hit me up and let's collaborate. Let's make this work. I'm going to keep it very affordable and this is going to be a great way to get some new fans or get a new audience could be a fun little partnership if you're interested shoot me a dm on instagram my handle is at kyle k-y-l-e underscore devlin d-e-v v as in victor l-i-n underscore underscore okay and now on to the show Hey there, friends. My name is Kyle Devlin, and this is Having a Blast. Having a Blast is a pop punk, punk rock, and emo podcast where we're going to be discussing all things punk rock ethos and personal development and the parallels within. We'll also be doing some deep dives on important albums and bands. I'm going to be talking to band members, producers, and a bunch of my friends, and I want to know what makes these people tick. How has being self-motivated moved them in the direction of their goals? We're going to have a lot of fun finding out. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey there, friends. What is up? Welcome to the show. This is Kyle Devlin. I'm your host. This is Having a Blast, the podcast where hopefully you're having a blast out there beyond podcast land. Today, I'm really excited because I'm going to be talking all about my favorite records of 2022. Now, as I record this, it is in fact January 2nd. I was hoping to get this up before the end of the year, but that is okay. Sometimes the end of the year is busy. There's lots of things going on. This last week was pretty busy. We were celebrating with friends. We celebrated a little bit early on Thursday with some old friends, with some bandmates. It was a grand old time. But all throughout the weekend, I was reminded of just how crazy this year, and by this year, I mean the previous year, to 2022, because we're officially in 2023 now was in terms of music releases my god this year was jam-packed with a ton of amazing musical releases we are all fortunate enough to be surrounded by so many bands who just feel the need to be creative the need to get music out and i think COVID had a lot to do with that a lot of the records that are coming out now are probably the tail end of writing that was done in 2020 and 2021 i'm very thankful for that that's great the more the merrier right but if i'm being completely honest it was a little overwhelming thinking of the sheer volume of music that was released in 2022 all the bands that i wanted to listen to all the records that i wanted to dive into and really try to digest as much as one can possibly do it did feel a little overwhelming it was always fun to put a new record on in the background whether i was cleaning or working in my space my personal training studio listening to music with friends family clients that sort of thing asking them what they thought it was fun to talk about music and it was fun to talk about how inspired a lot of our favorite bands sounded in 2022 
And so with that, I'm going to lay out some of my favorite records. For better or worse, I (laughs) have a difficult time picking 10 or 15 or 20 sometimes, especially considering how many great releases came out in 2022. I haven't even counted the amount of records that I listed here, but I promise I will not make this long-winded. I'm not going to make this super long. I just want to go through some of the records that I listened to. And these records were records that I revisited. There were some records that I listened to that I liked, but for whatever reason, didn't revisit. And they may or may not be on this list, and they might be one of your favorite records. And if that's the case, please feel free to reach out to me and tell me, Kyle, you made a huge mistake in not revisiting this particular record, and I really think you should, and do so immediately, and then let's chat about it. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into these favorite records of mine in 2022. Okay, and hopefully, hopefully, there's some records in here that you haven't listened to. And if you're listening to this, maybe this is a good opportunity to go visit some of these records and check them out for yourself and maybe discover a new band or a new record that you really like because that's the great thing about music. We get to share it and we get to enjoy it collectively. When going over the records that I wanted to highlight as my favorite records of 2022, I put them in respective categories. This is something that some of you may be thinking, oh, this was completely unnecessary on your part. Some of these records blend genres and things. So yeah, I put them in their respective categories that I feel they belong, but if you disagree, feel free to reach out and we can chat about that as well and debate where these records exist. Should they be in a record store and they've got that nice little label of punk rock or pop punk or emo or whatever. The first category is the punk category. Some may even say this is like the skate punk category, and I could see that being the designation as well because these are great skate punk records. 2022 was another fantastic year for skate punk, and like I just mentioned to Chris Daly of Authority Zero in the last episode, skate punk is having a bit of a resurgence, and I am absolutely thrilled about that. There are a bunch of older bands that have been doing it since the early 90s that are reforming and putting out fantastic records, some of their best material, which is is incredibly exciting. It seems as though there's more of these bands reforming and are gearing up to release new music. I just saw that Diesel Boy got back together and 30 Foot Fall from Texas, they're getting back together. I mean, this is an exciting time for skate punk. And for all of those fans like myself who grew up with skate punk in the background, whether you were skating or just enjoying the music, it's a good time for this particular genre. And we got a lot of great releases and records in 2022. So the first record that I want to highlight of the punk or skate punk category is none other than a Wilhelm scream, Lose Your Illusion. It's very possible this is the record I listened to the most in 2022. It's been nine years since a Wilhelm scream put out a record and a good friend of mine, Mr. Kyle Black, mixing engineer, producer extraordinaire, he mixed this record and he actually gave me a little heads up at the end of last year when I interviewed him that a Wilhelm scream had in fact created a new record and he got to mix it and I was excited to hear it from that point on and man 
and it delivers. There is a bit of an ominous intro with the very first song and almost a minute into it, you're not quite sure what's going to hit you in your ear holes or your speakers. Then all of a sudden it comes in like a lightning bolt without being trite or cliche. And it doesn't let up until the end of the record. This record is fast. It's complex. It's very catchy. It's different. It's very much so a Wilhelm scream. And I love how Chris Daly described a Wilhelm scream. He described them as being an RKL, but with more pop. And I think that's a great way to describe them. It's a fantastic record, relentless in its execution, absolutely fast, technical. The guitars are incredible. There's lots of guitar harmonies. I love the three-part harmonies that they integrate. The mix sounds huge. Kyle Black did an amazing job. The drums sound incredibly big, but also it sounds like actual drums, like you're standing next to them in a room. And I can't wait to see these songs live. I'm hoping they make it to Kansas City or Lawrence. They came to Omaha. I think that was the closest they came, and I don't think I was able to make it. But man, what a fantastic band. They've been doing it now for 20 years. That is a skate punk record worth checking out. Absolutely. A Wilhelm Scream, Lose Your Illusion. The next band is one of my favorite bands, and it's Craig's Brother. And this is another record that came out nine years after their last full length. An Insidious Lie, that was the one that came out in 2013. I completely missed that record. I don't know how I missed it. Funny enough, An Insidious Lie, the last record of Craig's Brother that they released in 2013 was also mixed by Kyle Black at the beginning of his mixing career and the beginning of his producer career. So that's kind of an interesting coincidence. But the record they put out this year is called Easily Won, Rarely Deserved. And they had released four songs leading up to this and they released it as an EP, almost like a teaser leading up to this full length. And I liked those songs, but there's something about the production and the recording of Easily One Rarely Deserved. They worked with Tim Van Dorn of St. Plaster fame. He added an element that I think was missing from the four songs that they released before. Really took it up a notch with the production, added a lot of harmonies and a lot of backup vocals, a lot of background vocals that are incredible. It was nice that they were releasing singles leading up to Easily Won, Rarely Deserved. They released four singles leading up to it, and I really felt like I got to digest all of those songs. And these are some of Craig's brother's best songs. After speaking with Ted Bond, the singer of the band, I would agree with him. He said that these songs feel the most approachable, the most digestible, and I would agree. They're probably some of the catchiest songs that Craig's brother has ever crafted. My buddy Steven Neufeld, I'm sure, had a lot to do with that. I know he wrote a bunch of the songs on this record. They kind of split it up. And there's a lot to digest. There's 14 songs along with the other four songs that they released before this full length. So that is the second skate punk record I wanted to highlight and absolutely one of my favorites, one that I consistently revisit even now. We'll probably be listening to for a long time along with their other records that I absolutely love like Lost at Sea and Homecoming. Yeah, can't wait to hear more Craig's Brother. Hoping I get to see them live. They're a bucket list band. I've never seen them before. So maybe we can make that happen, hopefully. All right. And the third skate punk record, punk record, is from Florida's Hot Water Music with their album Feel the Void. This was another Chris Daly suggestion. After talking to him about this record, I went back and listened to it, and I really do think this is probably their best record since Caution. Caution is a classic, but I think Feel the Void is a classic in and of itself as well. These songs are so well-crafted. Jason Black is one of my favorite bassists of all time. He's back in the band, which feels amazing. Incredible lyrics, 
incredibly grown up. I've seen Hot Water Music play so many times before. I remember they were one of those bands that when I'd go to Warp Tour, they always were a band that I would see and they were so much fun live. They have the unique ability of sounding grittier than any other band vocally, I think, that I've ever heard. Chuck Reagan and Chris Wallard, they share the lead vocals on this record, but Chris doesn't tour with them anymore. But I love the addition of Chris Criswell from the Flatliners, who also put out an amazing record this year. And his song is so good on this record, and it fits so seamlessly. I'm going to be listening to this record again and again. It is so good front to back. There's not a single skippable track on it. Love this record. Love Hot Water Music. And holy shit, dude, older dudes can rock, man. That's clearly evident this year. The fourth album that I want to highlight from the punk category is from Pulley. It's with The Golden Life. That's the name of the record. It is so good. This record sounds incredible. Scott's voice sounds amazing. Pulley has always been one of those bands that I think gets overlooked in the skate punk community, but they've been around for so long. I remember hearing If and cashing in on the Epitaph Punkorama samplers back in the late 90s, and I loved those songs. I loved those albums. Yeah, I'm so glad that Pulley's still doing it, and they seem to be playing shows quite a bit, which is really cool. So hopefully I get to see them play. I'd love to get Scott or another member of the band on the podcast at some point and chat about The Golden Life because what a great endearing record. It sounds very grown up. It sounds very adult. I love all the lyrics. It's just nice to have these bands that are still doing it after decades infusing new life and maturity into punk rock. I love it. It goes right into the next record that I wanted to highlight, which is another band that's been doing it for decades, Body Jar from Australia. They put out a fantastic record called New Ritual. This is another record that I listened to at the beginning of the year because it came out in the beginning of the year. So many great songs, not any that I would skip. I would put this record on and just let it play over and over again. And it was so nice to have New Body Jar in 2022. They were another underrated skate punk band that I think was really influential back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I remember Nick from Over It. He was the one that told me about Body Jar for the first time. He told me to check out one of their records. And I think he even gave me a burned copy of the album How It Works. And I love that album such a classic. And this new album, New Ritual, is is also very, very good. Another band that I listened to a lot in 2022 is the band Counterpunch. They put out a fantastic record this year that sounds so good, and it's Counterpunch with Rewire. They're fast, they're technical, but their songs have a lot of heft to them. They write about real adult issues, and I appreciate that. It's just a great, well-crafted record from front to back, and the recording sounds incredible. The drums sound punchy in your face. They've been doing it a long time, but I feel like this is the first time they put out a full length that I really connected to, and I think it had been five or six years since they had put out a full length. Their album, Rewire, the album art. I see that on a lot of end of the year lists, so I'm happy for them. It seems like a lot of people really became fans this year, this past year, and I'm really happy for them because they seem like really cool dudes, and it's a really great record. The record is called Rewire, and the band is called Counterpunch. And the next record is from Orange County's own Ignite. And Ignite has been a band for a long time. They've always called themselves a melodic hardcore band, but man, they sound like a skate punk band to me. Melodic hardcore, skate punk, there's a lot of overlap there. But they got a new singer, and their previous singer, Zoli, had been in the band for almost 30 years, which is impressive. I think he left the band, but now their new singer, Eli Santana of Holy Grail, wow. 
What a singer. What a voice. This record surprised me. Recorded by Cameron Webb, who I'm a huge fan of. Mentioned that with Chris in the last episode. He did this record. The record sounds amazing. Eli's got a very intense voice that fits the music, and it's a fantastic record from front to back. I love every song on this thing, and it's a breeze of a record. It's quick. It's fast. It's intense. They're probably going to be playing a lot, I would imagine, because this record is really good, and it seems like a lot of people are really big fans. And a self-titled record, no less. Okay. Next record is from Cigar. This is a classic skate punk band as well. They signed to Fat Records and put out a fantastic record called The Visitor. It's hard to believe they're a three-piece because, man, it doesn't sound like a three-piece. They are blisteringly fast and technical and great melodies, and I'm so glad they're back together. I'm glad they're on Fat Records, the perfect label for them. And this record, it reminds me of mid-90s, early-90s classics of the skate punk genre from Fat Records. It reminds me of early propaganda. So if you haven't listened to this one definitely check it out cigar the visitor the next record is from chris chriswell's band the flatliners who i mentioned earlier they put out a record called new ruin and it's really good they put out one of my favorite songs of the year with souvenirs what a fantastic song i love that song it's so good Chris Criswell has a really distinct and unique voice. Not only his voice specifically, but just their music in general. Performative Hours is crazy behemoth of a song, and it's different. It's different than anything I think I've ever heard before, but it still sounds very much so in line with what I like when it comes to punk rock and skate punk, and I'm very thankful for this record. It's a really great record. They haven't put out a full length in a long time, so it was very nice to see that they were putting out new material and new ruin that I'll be listening to for years to come. The next album was a band that I'd never listened to before but was turned on to by a couple of mutual friends who love this type of music and it's with Sick Waiting. They've been a band for a while and they put out a bunch of releases but this is the first time that I became acquainted with them. They put out a record called A Fine Hill to Die On. It's different. It goes to different places that skate punk might typically go and I appreciate that from him. He's got a great voice, great lyrics. He's definitely a middle-aged adult so he is writing about themes that I care about and I think a lot of people my age who grew up with some of the similar music styles grew up with can appreciate and his lyrics with a fine hill to die on and that is on Thousand Island Records and Big shout out to Thousand Island Records. They've been putting out a lot of great records the last few years and it seems like there is an audience for this style of music whether it's them, people of punk rock, lockjaw, people want to hear their skate punk man so I appreciate Thousand Island for continuing to put out records like this, and this is another good addition to their catalog of records as well with Sick Waiting. The next one is Mr. Brian McTurnan's band, Be Well, and this is their second full length. I loved their first full length, The Weight and the Cost, and that was one of my favorite records of a couple years ago, and they put out another record on Revelation Records called Hello Sun, and it continues the theme that they had in their first record, Amazing Lyrics. He's got a very great, distinct voice intense in his delivery and the record sounds great it's almost like strike anywhere and kid dynamite had a baby with leanings of hardcore but still very much so rooted in punk rock and fast skate punk so yeah i would definitely check out be well especially if you like those old skate punk bands that lean towards the melodic hardcore 
side. And the last record in this punk category is from Ten Foot Pole, another band that I used to listen to all the time on the Epitaph Punkorama compilations. They put out a new record this year called Winning on People of Punk Rock Records, and it's a lot of fun. It's really catchy. Dennis has a very distinct, unique voice like a lot of these singers do, and it was just really nice to hear them have a new record this year. It was one that I revisited quite a bit. All right, so the next category that ends the punk rock category, the next category is from what I'm going to call pop punk and emo bands category okay so pop punk emo i'm melding them together i'm not going to try to separate them you might disagree with that and that's completely fine feel free to lodge any complaints to my agency they'll they'll let me know (laughs) but they're all in the same category for me and there's a bunch of other records that i really really enjoyed this year the first being no pressure the self-titled record this came out of nowhere and hit me like a ton of bricks gotta love parker cannon from the story so far formed a new band a couple years ago called No Pressure, and they dropped a full-length record without mentioning anything, and it's on a lot of people's end-of-the-year list for good reason. I interviewed Pat a few months back on the podcast, and he was a delightful human being, and I love their band, and I expect big things for No Pressure. It seems like their shows are batshit crazy, off the wall. They look like old hardcore shows that I went back to in the late 90s and the early 2000s. Ton of energy. So catchy. If you haven't listened to No Pressure yet, and you're a fan of fast pop punk, what are you doing? Check it out immediately. It's so good. The songs, they don't meander. They're short and to the point, and they're so catchy it's so simple fantastic record one that i listened to a lot in 2022 the second of the pop punk records that i want to highlight is from one of my favorite bands unwritten law they released a new record after like 11 years or something with the hum it might have even been longer than 11 years it's been a long time since we've gotten new unwritten law and they dropped this incredible record it reminds me the most of their self-titled record my favorite of theirs that came out in 1998 they got signed to a major label back Back then put out a phenomenal record that I know a lot of people like, a lot of my friends really like, and they didn't blow up the same way Blink-182 did, but they did garner a pretty big hit in 2002 with Seeing Red. But this record, The Hum, is so good. They really took their time with this record, and it shows. You can tell they really, really spent a lot of time on these songs. And some of these songs sound like some of the catchiest songs they've ever written. Some of these songs should be on the radio. And maybe in places like San Diego, where they're from, it is. I would imagine they are playing some of these songs on the radio. The next album is from state champs with their album kings of the new age i really dug kings of the new age there's no fat on this one it's 11 songs they're all great i even like the song that's 90s out and has been from neck deep on it the single as it were a lot of great songs i gotta be honest this was one of my favorite records of the year in 2022 but I think their previous records are a little stronger. So if you haven't checked out State Champs, be sure to check out all of their full lengths because Around the World and Back Again is maybe one of the best newer pop punk albums. Their last record that came out in 2017, Living Proof, is a phenomenal pop punk record as well, full of pop punk anthems. And this album is no exception. Sounds great. They went with a different producer. I like that Kyle Black did the drums. The drums sound amazing. A very strong release from State Champs. And then I've got to highlight The Wonder Years next with an album that sounds a lot like the Unwritten Law album title. 
with The Hum Goes On Forever. This record is phenomenal front to back and they had been releasing a ton of singles leading up to this one. All of the singles sounded great and I was really excited for the record and then I listened to the record front to back and I've listened to it several times since the first time I did since it came out a couple months ago now. This is a record that you definitely want to listen to front to back. It takes you on a journey. I love the highs and lows of the record. Yeah, stellar band with another stellar album in their catalog. The Hum Goes On Forever. Dan has always been an amazing lyricist and he pulls no punches with this one. Absolutely a classic, I think. Another band that surprised me with a self-titled record that was really great in 2022 is Tiny Moving Parts. I had listened to Tiny Moving Parts several times before, but nothing ever really grabbed me, I think, the way this record does. It may just be the fact that the recording sounds bigger. It sounds a little bit more polished. I love his ability to scream shout, but also be very melodic in his singing. And I like all of his little noodly guitar parts. I know that's part of their sound and it's a cool part of their sound. I think they started that in many ways. And I hear a lot of bands trying to emulate that now. And I think it started with bands like Into It Over It and Tiny Moving Parts. And this is a great record, self-titled. The artwork's hilarious. The Dangerous Summer, one of my favorite bands. They put out another great record this year. 2019, Mother Nature, that might've been my favorite record of the year. This one is called Coming Home, and apparently they've got another full length in the can already. They recorded two full lengths at the same time, and they released Coming Home in 2022. It's not as strong as Mother Nature, but man, it is really good, especially that first half. That first song with a nod to the Pixies, it's almost like if you were to take Where Is My Mind with all of the best moments of The Color and the Shape, you get that first song or the first two songs. It's such a great band. Can't wait to see them live again. Hoping they tour a ton, and I'm sure they will. Another band that came out of nowhere with a full length, and I did not expect it, was Armor for Sleep with their album, The Rain Museum. I'm so glad Armor for Sleep is back at it. The only time I've ever seen them live was at Warp Tour, and it was a pretty short set. It was a hot day, if I recall correctly, and I don't remember what year it was. I don't know if it was before What to Do When You Are Dead or not, but I don't think I fully appreciated them. So I'm hoping I get to see them live at some point. Armor for Sleep, so... If you're listening, Armor for Sleep, come to Kansas City or Lawrence. Coheed and Cambria, another legacy band, but hardly legacy music. They put out another stellar release. This might be one of my favorite records since In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth, all the way back in 2003. They put out a lot of records since then, and I've always enjoyed them, but this one, man, it is incredible. Might be one of their poppiest records. Zach Cervini did an amazing job with the mix. He really elevated their production, and I think it works for them. You know, they sound like a Queen-esque stadium band and there's riffs all over this thing but they really venture into some pop territory and for a band that's been doing it for 25 years it doesn't seem like they're letting up at all this is a great record and a great addition to their massive catalog at this point so if you haven't listened to the new Coheed record check it out it's incredible the next four that I'm going to highlight were all records that surprised me, but might end up being classics in their own right. The first is from Cliff Diver with Exercise Your Demons. This band has some special qualities to them. This might be a classic, honestly. This might be a defining album for them as a band. There's only nine songs on it, so it goes by quick, but there's elements all over this thing. At one point, they're, they're riffy pop punk, almost in the vein of Four Year Strong, and then they go into post-hardcore territory, and then all of a sudden, they're a ska band. They have ska elements, but not in a jarring way. All of these influences and all these different genres really blend well, and they have two singers. They have a male singer and a female singer, and she's got a great voice and a different voice, a distinct voice, especially for this style of music, and I really, really enjoyed Exercise Your Demons. Can't wait to see what this band does in the future, and hopefully I get to see them live 
Alive. Another band that came out of nowhere that I had never heard of before, but I was seeing it mentioned when it came out was the band Anxious with Little Green House. This album that they've released in 2022, Little Green House, it has moments of Jimmy Eat World, Bleed American era, the first Dangerous Summer EP, I hear that as well, but they have a sound all their own as well with some complexity in terms of their guitar chord arrangements and their songs. The singer's got a great voice. The album's called Little Green House. The band is called Anxious. Definitely check that one out if you're a fan of emo and pop punk, especially of the newer variety. And speaking of newer variety pop punk, the band Stand Atlantic. I've been listening to these guys before. They put out two fantastic records, really catchy records. This one ventures into some new territory. It's called F-E-A-R the acronym spelling fear. My buddy Charles from Last Letters, he said something that I thought was fitting for the band Stan Atlantic. He called them the bring me the horizon of pop punk. And I think that's an accurate descriptor. They're a fantastic band and they're definitely pushing the boundaries with this genre. And I really enjoyed this record. And I love the last song, how it just goes balls to the wall and she just starts screaming. (laughs) She's got a great scream and a great singing scream voice. Bonnie Fraser, that's the name of the singer. They're from Australia. I've seen them live. They're a lot of fun. They put out a great record in fear. And the last one that I'll mention that surprised me was from a band called Action Adventure. And the album is called Imposter Syndrome. Another great surprise from a band that I think is about to hit their stride. And I would imagine they're going to put out some great records in the future. And this is a great one as well. And I can't wait to see them play live. I think they're going to be coming to town soon. So great band. Oh, one more. Can't forget these guys. Sometimes it's difficult to tell if they're actually putting out records or EPs because they put out so many singles, but Magnolia Park released a bunch of singles and then it culminated into what I'm calling an album. It's 11 songs, came out officially in November, called Baku's Revenge. So yeah, they are shaking things up in the pop punk world as well, as are a lot of the last few bands that I mentioned, whether it be people of color or women, they're giving pop punk and emo a different flavor and one that's absolutely needed, absolutely crucial. Everybody's got a voice when it comes to being in a band, but it's really nice to hear some freshness and some newness in the pop punk world. That's what I hear when I listen to bands like Stand Atlantic, Action Adventure, Cliff Diver, and Magnolia Park. So check out those bands. I'm sure there's more that I didn't list here, but it's nice to hear some diversity. Clearly there's some diversity in these bands. These bands and these artists and members of these bands, they're really doing a great job of keeping pop punk fresh. And Magnolia Park is one of those bands that's doing very well as well. They have incredible production on their songs. Recording always sounds really, really good. I love the song with Derek Sanders from Mayday. They are a band to watch as well. And they're coming to town in a couple weeks so i'm looking forward to seeing them for the first time as well and that ends the pop punk slash emo category so next we're going to do the indie category and i won't spend a ton of time speaking about these i've already (laughs) done what i said i wouldn't do and i've gone a little long with this end of the year list hopefully you're enjoying it hopefully you're taking notes and you're going to check out all of these bands because i have such wonderful taste in music Okay, so indie category. The Beths, one of my favorite bands. All of their records are great. We saw them live a couple years ago. I think it was right before COVID happened, and they were just delightful live. And then we got to meet them after the show, and they were amazing then as well. I absolutely adored that first record, Future Me Hates Me. These are incredible songs and albums. 
Their last album, Jump Rope Gazer, was an amazing one as well. This one is called Expert in a Dying Field, and it picks up right where the other two records left off. The singer has a really quirky voice, and she knows how to write really catchy, off-the-wall melodies. And she writes really great lyrics as well. So that was one of my favorite records of the year, Expert in a Dying Field by The Beths. The next one is a band that my sister turned me on to, and I need to go back and revisit a lot of their earlier records because I've seen people talk about this band a lot but this is the first time that i really dug into a record and it's from the band pup and the album is called the unraveling of pup the band i kind of like the album art i've seen some people describe it as grotesque and disturbing almost but i actually really like it it's not like a picture of somebody's finger broken or something. It's an animated cover, and it kind of reminds me of Dookie in a way. But the album is amazing. I like the lyrics. I like the quirkiness of the singer's voice, the disjointed guitars. It sounds great, but it still has that indie charm with a little bit of a dirty edge to it. There's some dirtiness to the record. It's not overly polished. And my good friend, Mr. Ben Went, he described them well when he said, they're taking up the is a real boy, say anything mantle. And I would agree with that. They definitely have moments that remind me of that record. So continuing on with the indie category, another band that was turned on to me by Scott Heisel of Alternative Press fame. He doesn't work for them anymore. On his end of the year list, he listed this band and I listened to this record and immediately fell in love. Signals Midwest is the band. They put out a record called Dent. It's just a really great pop rock record with some indie leanings. Reminds me of some of the alternative of the mid 90s with elements of pop like Third Eye Blind and Jim Blossoms. But it's a lot of fun. Definitely going to be revisiting more of their catalog because I really enjoyed their album, Dent. There's another indie record that I've been listening to a lot lately, and it's the new one from Wallows. They put out a record called Tell Me That It's Over. A friend turned me on to this one, and I've had it on in the background a lot. In the personal training studio, I really dig it. There's moments where they almost remind me of a chiller, The Strokes, in some ways. But they're a fun indie band, and I appreciate them, even though they have a pretty famous actor in the band. And that's certainly going to lend to the idea that he's got lots of resources, so it's probably easy to make good music when you got plenty of money <laughs> and plenty of people that you know that you can call at any moment and resources and people in the know besides the point they're still a great band and they put out a great record and they've put out great records before as well and the last record in this indie category i'm putting them in the indie category and not the pop category because i think they're still a bit of an indie band they're still a very famous indie band well known and it's the 1975 with their fifth full length i believe don't quote me on that being funny in a foreign language and it was produced by Jack Antonoff of Bleachers and Fun and Steel Train fame. And I can hear his influence. And I like his production. I like his influence when he works with artists and bands. And this is no exception. The 1975, despite the singer being a bit of a recluse and saying really silly, stupid things live sometimes, I did enjoy his record with being funny in a foreign language. They've always had these albums with tons of musical interludes every two to three songs, and they ditched that on this one, and I think it was a good thing that they did. I get the complaint. Sometimes people complain about the musical interludes. This is a very cohesive, succinct record, and even though the second to last song has a very obvious ripoff of U2, I still really enjoyed this record. And this is one that I was cleaning my house to a lot. This album would be on in the background. And yeah, I appreciate good cleaning background noise. And I just like listening to it as well. It's a great record. I think the 1975 have really found their sound and 
it's culminated in this newest record, I believe. All right, moving on. Categories. The next category is going to be the post-hardcore metalcore category. Records that I'm listing are the albums within this particular genre that I listen to the most this year. I listen to a lot, but I don't know. Something about metalcore, it's becoming a little bit stale for me, I think. There's a lot of bands that put out records that are very shiny. They have a bit of a formula to them, and they all have the choruses that sound strikingly reminiscent of Linkin Park songs. The records that I'm listing here, I don't think fall into that category, and I really enjoyed them. They're all legacy bands at this point, and I think they all put out fantastic records that you could definitely add to a catalog of lots of great records. And the first one is from Canada's own Silverstein. They put out a record called Misery Made Me, and it follows in the footsteps of their last record, A Beautiful Place to Drown, that came out two years ago. COVID definitely did not stop them in terms of making great music. They put out a great record in 2022, The Altar Slash Mary might be one of the most brutal and creative post-hardcore songs I've heard maybe ever. (laughs) They are blending a lot of different genres, which I really appreciate. They're trying different things. But at the same time, they still know how to write a killer song with a really hooky chorus. And Shane has an incredible voice. It's amazing that he's been able to sing so well and scream so well by himself. Because generally, these bands, they have a screamer and a singer. And Shane does it all, which is pretty miraculous that he's been able to do this for 20 years now over 20 years at this point so if you haven't listened to the new silverstein definitely check it out the next record was another record that was recommended to me i needed to revisit it because i listened to it at the beginning of the year and totally forgot about it but came back to it and speaking of comeback the band is called comeback kid and the album is called heavy steps what a heavy killer record. This is a record that was one that I listened to a lot while lifting for obvious reasons. If you listen to it, it's an intense record. Comeback Kid's been doing it for a long time and man, they haven't missed a step. This record is a ripper. The recording sounds huge too. I mean, geez Louise, I want to see them live. I want to see them play these songs live. The next two bands have put out a bunch of records and a bunch of great records, and I think they're continuing to push the sound of metalcore and hardcore, and I appreciate that. And the next two are from Stick to Your Guns. They put out a record called Spectre. That's great. It's heavy. Love the last song. It's very chill. Sam, their singer, writes really introspective and important lyrics, I think. And this is a band that's always had something to say, and this album is no exception. And yeah, my buddy George who is leaving the band, unfortunately. He did a great job with the drums. The drums sound amazing. It's a great, heavy record. So if you haven't listened to the new Stick to Your Guns, definitely check it out. Spectre came out in 2022. And the last one from the post-hardcore metalcore genre is from none other than The Devil Wears Prada. They put out a surprisingly good record called Color Decay. Again, this is another record and a band that I think is pushing the boundaries of their genre and doing a good job at it. They're not following the formula that I hear a lot of metalcore bands doing these days days. All right, and the next category is a few records, and I'm going to put this into the rock records of the year category. Generally, when I think of this particular category, I'm thinking of bands that are unique and creative when it comes to rock in general, or maybe they don't necessarily fit into the emo category, if you will. Three fantastic records. If you're into creative rock, I think you should check these out. And the first record is from Plosives, and it's a self-titled record. The singer and the bass player were in Hot Snakes as well as Drive Like Jehu, and then Adam Willard is the drummer, and they put out a fantastic full length. It was one of those projects that came out of nowhere. It came out earlier in the year, and I've listened to this record so many times. It is such a fantastic record. There's moments where it feels 
like Rocket from the Crypt, there's moments of Hot Snakes and there's moments of even Stone Temple Pilots and alternative 90s grunge, but maybe all of that meets Queens of the Stone Age, moments of that. It's a really cool record. And if you haven't heard it, I would highly recommend it. Plosives. I also like that band name. I just think that's really cool. And the next record is from 84 Tigers, and the record is called Time in the Lighthouse. And my buddy Jono from the Swellers plays the drums on this record. He did Double Duty in 84 Tigers and No Trigger, who also put out another fantastic record, which blurs the lines of pop punk and punk rock. So check out that one as well. But the band 84 Tigers includes Mike and Ben from legendary emo band Small Brown Bike who I was a huge fan of and still am a huge fan of. And as I mentioned, Jana from The Swellers as well. They put out their debut album, Time in the Lighthouse. It's a great record on Spartan Records. Has moments of Thrice, has moments of The Casket Lottery, maybe even moments of Small Brown Bike as well. And you can hear it in his voice. But a very creative record, one that I was listening to a lot in 2022. And the last record in this rock category is Drug Church. They put out another great record called Called hygiene in 2022 and this is a very creative band a band that doesn't really sound like anybody right now and I think that's one of the reasons they're so popular because they sit in a bit of a category of their own but I think the front half of the record is a lot stronger than the back half but the front half is really really strong and I loved their last full length as well so that is another record that was one of my favorites of 2022 one that I revisited quite a bit I have yet to see them play live but I would imagine I will see them at some point I hope I'm calling this the other stuff category. I was turned on to a classic band, and I just want to highlight their series of records, really. And it's from the almighty Weezer. Yeah, Weezer put out four EPs, four seven-song EPs called their Seasons EPs. They're all fantastic, I think. Is it Pinkerton? Is it the Blue Album? No. But it's venturing into territory like both of those albums. So if you're a fan of early Weezer, I think you'll find something to enjoy on all of this great music that they put out. I mean... When you go to listen to the last one they just recently released called the Winter Season EP, they went ahead and threw that together with all the other three EPs. So you can listen to all an hour and a half of the four EPs. And there's a lot of great songs. I had it on in the background the other day and I was humming along to the songs afterwards. And I was amazed at how catchy some of the melodies were. I don't really think it's a situation where Rivers is just throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall. There is some great songs and I don't really think that he is just keeping fluff in there for no reason. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, check out the four EPs from Weezer in 2022. I listened to a couple pop records in 2022 what i'm coining the pop category and they are harry styles i enjoyed his record he might even be venturing into indie territory really but it's a good record i think it's well recorded and there's some great songs on it i'm gonna throw black bear into the pop category as well even though this was like his quote unquote pop punk record i dug it okay sue me or call me a sellout the recording's amazing i thought andrew goldstein did a great job co-writing a lot of these songs and you can hear his influence in there and i love all the guest vocals with bert from the used anthony from bayside i think that was smart on his part and jordan from newfound glory and i don't think you've ever heard these guys recorded as well as they are on this black bear record so if you're into that new school pop punk stuff like the mod sun yes mgk if you're a fan it's okay 
<laughs> I won't judge you. If you're a fan of any of that stuff or even close to that, I would check out Black Bear's record in loving memory. I've got to do some honorable mentions in the pop category. And these are from Miss T-Swift herself with Midnights. Yes, I listen to a lot of T-Swift. I live with two ladies that love their pop music, okay? So not only T-Swift, but Lizzo with Special. They're pop records, they're power pop divas, if you will, and they write really catchy melodies. So take that for what it's worth. I know a lot of people really love Taylor Swift. Sometimes I wonder if we're just being inundated with her all the time, and that's why she's so popular, but she is popular for a reason. She writes really catchy songs. Midnight's is produced Jack Antonoff, who I mentioned, I do like his production and I can hear a little bit of his influence on the record. But yeah, I listened to both of those records a lot in 2022. And last but not least, I'm going to highlight my favorite EPs of 2022. And the first one is from my boys in The Way Way Back with their EP Trying. These six songs are incredible. And yes, I'm biased. I sing on the second song. But even if I were not singing on this particular song, which I think is a great song. Emotional Roller Coaster Tycoon is the name of the song. This would still be one of my favorite EPs for the year. I think Ben is an incredible lyricist. He writes great songs. He writes great melodies. And they're just a band that I think should be way, way bigger. So check them out, The Way Way Back. That was my favorite EP of 2022. And there were some other EPs that I really enjoyed too. Hidden in Plain View. Although I'd love to get a new full length from Hidden in Plain View, we got an awesome new EP with five songs. And I think they really went for it with these five songs. They're not phoning it in. These are great songs. And if you were a fan of Life and Dreaming or Resolution, you should absolutely check out their new EP. Tantrums came out a few months back in 2022. So grateful to have bands like Hidden in Plain View in the early November still putting out music and good music. So check it out. And then I wanted to highlight two more EPs, one from Tiger's Jaw. They put out one a few weeks ago called Old Clothes with four songs. And they're great. Very easy to digest 90s pop rock really enjoy his voice. I like the fact that they've got two singers in the band. Their voices really gel well together. They harmonize really well together. So I loved their full length last year. It was one of my favorites. And they continue that theme with their new EP, Old Clothes. And the last EP that I will highlight is from a band called Honey, H-U-N-N-Y, with their Homesick EP. This band surprised me in 2019 with one of my favorite records. He almost sounds like a very young Chris Conley from Saves the Day, fronting a very very slick sounding and fun, quirky indie band. That's what Honey is to me. And they put out a record called Yes, 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 Yes in 2019. If you haven't checked it out, I would check that one out along with Homesick, their newest EP that came out in 2022. The best show of the year that I attended, that I was lucky enough to attend, the first night of their tour which was crazy, especially how great they were, was Sunny Day Real Estate, hands down. That was my favorite show of 2022. If you get to see them live and you have not yet, holy shit, go see them immediately. It is worth the price of admission, whatever they are charging, because that was phenomenal. I am still thinking about that show. Still watch the videos on my phone and didn't want to take too many because I was really just trying to stay present and in the moment while I was there. But yeah, man, what a band, what a show. I don't even think they realized how important they were. They sounded so good. Jeremy sounded better than I've ever seen him. And he sang those songs so powerfully and so well. Dan was smiling ear to ear. You could just tell there was gratitude radiating through him. And William Goldsmith, the drummer, 
he had something to prove and he played flawlessly. He was so focused and I think he was overwhelmed. At one point, it looked like he left the stage because he was so overwhelmed and man, what a night. So yeah, they rescheduled some dates. If you are in an area where they are coming to town, absolutely you should go see Sunny Day Real Estate. What a band. All right, and that's my list of favorite records of 2022. Yeah, I'm still processing some records. I was listening to the new Death Cab today, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. Didn't get to listen to the whole record. I was taking it in, and there's a lot of records that are like that, that I've heard maybe one or two songs that I liked and have yet to revisit but need to process. That's just how great of a year it was in terms of musical releases. So now is the fun part. If I missed anything, there's something that I missed, please, please reach out to me. My handle on Instagram is is Kyle underscore Devlin underscore underscore. I don't know what I was thinking when I came up with that handle, so I apologize. But if you could message me there, that would be great. Tell me what I missed. Tell me what I need to check out. And let me know if you listened to one of these records that I mentioned earlier and if you enjoyed it or if you absolutely hated it and you just want to tell me all about it. All right. I look forward to continuing on with the Having a Blast podcast. I've got some exciting guests that I am looking forward to speaking to soon and putting out into the ether. I appreciate you all. If you have listened to any podcast of mine in the past, or if this is the first time you're listening, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. May all your visions of a bright and hopeful future come true, come to fruition, come to pass. That's what I wish for you all out there. I hope you all are having a blast out there listening to your favorite records, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Spinning the thread, making the house, food from afar. Sometimes I wonder who you are. Crafty at heart, cuter than shit, smarter than me. Blinded, but now my eyes can see. I want to be just like you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I hope you had a good time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to help the podcast out, if you want to do a massive solid for us here at Having a Blast, if you could just leave us a review, a five-star review would be incredible. I'd really appreciate it. Wherever you listen to podcasts, another thing you could do would be to share this podcast with a friend, anyone who enjoys this type of music or personal development in general. All right, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Hopefully you're having a blast listening to your favorite records. Take care and I'll talk to you later. So close your